The gospel this morning is from the book of Matthew, the 10th chapter. Jesus said to the twelve, Whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. The Gospel of the Lord. I want to begin this morning um, just by naming um, the impact of grief. On Friday was the funeral for Callie Reinhardt, who was 24, who died unexpectedly. Her burial was yesterday at Mount Olivet Cemetery. Mark Eiton, 36, died just a week ago. And on Friday night, Norm Olson, at age 97, passed away peacefully in his recliner. And I want you to know that I know how hard it is not to be together right now, especially in times of grief, because we need each other. And for those who grieve, they need people around them saying, I am with you, I am so sorry, I remember, we feel so grateful to have known and loved these people. And so I know you're doing this already, but I want to bring it up again. Reach out, show up in compassion and in care. Any little thing. In fact, the spirit is amazing because when someone pops in your head, I think that's our call, to call someone to text, just to let them know, even if you don't have words, that you're thinking of them and that they're not alone. And I know we're a long ways away from November, but I thought of this just since March. Wes Trulson has died, and Daniel Schulberg, and Kathleen Loeb, and Danny Nimmo, in addition to those that I have named before you. And this grief is real for us as a community. And even when we cannot be together, God promises to be with us, and this community does this so well to be together in our time of prayer, but also to show up in daily acts of love. So grace to you and God's peace today. We're in the Gospel of Matthew this year. We took this little detour after Easter, and we were in the Gospel of John for several weeks. And a couple weeks ago, when I returned from vacation, I asked Pastor Joel, so how's the Gospel of Matthew? And his reply, Beth. It's all law. And you will notice that Matthew does not mince words. He is clear to let his community know and anyone else who is reading it of what they lack and what is required to follow Jesus. The law reminds us of who we are not, and its work is to bring us back to God's ultimate mercy but sometimes the burning starts before we can see the gospel. The words of promise are often tucked within these words of judgment. 
And so with that law hovering close, we read the story today that Kelly spoke, and we immediately think, I'm not doing enough. I need to give more cups of cold water to little ones in need. I need to do more to be good enough to receive this reward in which Jesus promises. There's a speed bump, though, in this reading that is meant to disrupt the accelerating push to do more, and it's the little word, you, at the very beginning of Jesus' words. It's plural, y'all. Jesus is speaking to those he is sending in the world, which is us, with nothing other than the clothes on our back. He has told those disciples that the kingdom of God is near, and he has bestowed upon them power to cure the sick, to cast out demons. And the way of extending God's presence is to go from towns to meet people, to extend peace and stay for a while with those households that receive that peace. If the greeting of peace is not received, you leave and you stomp off the dust from your shoes as you go because rejection weighs you down. You must shake the dust because there are other places ahead of you. Here in these last sentences of chapter 10, which include many verses of a call that can feel overwhelming for us. Read the whole chapter 10 this week. Nestled within there is a promise in all these requirements. God will be found when others welcome you. You see, the presence of God is not only made known when we show up to give, it is revealed when we show up to receive. So what if your prayer today was simply, God, help me receive what others will give, knowing that's where you will be found. Help me receive it, to listen to it, to pause to notice what I otherwise may miss because I'm too focused on doing something rather than receiving what is set before me. I must warn you, though, Receiving, or the word here is welcome, is not always comforting. To be welcomed by someone means you will eat what they are serving, even if it's too spicy or you preferred it was prepared differently. You are receiving who they are. You are listening to their story. You are the one that needs to be fed. They offer you something you need as you are sent as you become, as you follow Jesus. And this is hard for us to do because we prefer to be the host, the one in charge, the one with food in the pantry to serve it how we like. We like control, to know we helped another. To simply be welcomed or to receive means we are lacking, that we need some, something else that someone is needing to give us. It's a vulnerable place to be. Yet Jesus says, this is where God will be made known. This summer, the ELCA celebrates 50, 40, 10, 
50 years of women being ordained, 40 years of women of color being ordained, and 10 years of LGBTQ being ordained. Of course, a time to celebrate the progress of justice and inclusivity. I find it interesting when we drive past churches, my kids always ask me, Mom, could you and Pastor Joel work here? My answer is sometimes yes, but most of the time I say to them, no, not yet. As much as we celebrate 50, 40, 10, there's a long way to go. There is still a lot of not yet in the world, in our countries, in our neighborhoods. I was in a couple meetings this week with Pastor Angela Kabab from Holy Trinity in Minneapolis. You know Holy Trinity because it's just a block away from the third precinct in Minneapolis. Their neighborhood burned in the outrage of George Floyd's murder. And miraculously, possibly because of their known call to racial awareness and equity, their building was left unharmed. And with the building closed for worship, it has become a food distribution center for the neighborhood. Since all the stores, the places to get everyday things are now gone. Pastor Angela, one of the few black female pastors in the Minneapolis area synod, said when we were talking about this 50-40-10 celebration, she said, still when I stand next to a white man, even when I'm wearing a clerical collar and he is not, people always assume the man is in charge and I'm the helper. She says she lives on the edge of fear each day, wondering if she'll be killed for not sing signaling a right-hand turn when driving, or her husband or her kids will be arrested or hurt for doing everyday human things. She lives with this fear and outrage, even as we celebrate her call in the world to word and sacrament in our church, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. We have a ways to go. Everyone on that Zoom call received what Pastor Angela was setting before us. There were no warm fuzzies in her stories, no cup of tea to fill a soul. It was cold water to awaken sleepy spirits. Truth spoken of how racism is entwined in systems and institutions and white bodies everywhere. I listened to a Mount Olivet member this week talk about her story of finally being able to legally marry the one she loved when the same-sex amendment was passed in Minnesota just years ago. She said, I have never understood why a basic human right as a child of God is considered political. Her words unrehearsed, profound, and everyone on that call received what she set before us, and God was there. Jesus sends us and makes no promises about a comfortable journey in this life because Jesus knows for God's story to be embodied and proclaimed, we need to be sent. 
ill-prepared, beyond our comfort zone, to see the faces of others and to sit there and listen. For the ache to not within ourselves about what needs to change within us. And it's slow and it's disruptive and unpredictable. But hear this. God is sending you to each other to receive what others need to give and you need to receive. Even in the discomfort, God will be present, giving us words or not, and working within our barriers and our brokenness so God's justice and mercy will be made known for all people. God is calling you and sending you, whether prophet, righteous one, or a little child, which is a phrase that Matthews used for new followers of Jesus. Be on your way. Open yourself to receive. Sit there and eat what is set before you, knowing you will be nourished and changed because the kingdom of God is here. Amen.